Hi, I'm Brandon Burns, and thanks for choosing to listen to The Guardian Live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. I've just been interviewed by Miles Jupp at the Goodall Balloon, and it's largely like when I got a harmonica for Christmas once. I, uh, I didn't know I wanted the harmonica, and then I really wanted it, but then I never played it or learnt to play it. It wasn't just me, there was Pappy's Fun Club, Domestic God Eye, Pete Johansson, Alan Cochran, Rob Rouse, and me, Brandon Burns. When I arrived, Miles was on stage telling the audience a rather ropey and potentially libelous joke about a well-known Hollywood movie star. And that is how on set he got the nickname Baboon Shagger. (laughs) (laughs) They've got to keep that in. The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. It is a great pleasure to welcome my first guest to the podcast. Uh, he used to be a geography teacher uh, before following in the footsteps of Peter Kay, Tommy Tiernan, and Dylan Moran and the like to win the coveted So You Think You're Funny Award. Please welcome Rob Rouse. Good morning. You were, you were a geography teacher, genuinely? I was, yeah. I trained as a geography teacher and I did two days of supply work and, uh, and, and pretty much had a mental <laughs> breakdown. And uh, <laughs> thought stand-up would be slightly less stressful than, than dealing with... 33, 13-year-olds. Sharing, sharing the textbook. Um, well, <laughs> how's, it, uh, how, how's it worked out for you? Has it been less stressful? It ha- um, absolutely. I remember, um, uh, I remember one of those days of supply work. God, I think it was ages ago. But, uh, I re- but one of the hardest things that I found with teaching is, that was stressful was, was having to be in, in a position of authority when essentially kids mucking around is funny, isn't it? That's why we muck around at school, because lessons are monumentally tedious on the whole, aren't they? If you're teaching children about rock formations and Hoyt's sector model of urban regeneration, they frankly don't give a flying toss either way, do they? I remember um, there was a fight kicked off in one of the classes, and I took the two boys outside. And meantime, I was outside for 60 seconds. By the time I came back in, there was one little boy who had completely blacked himself up with... um, (laughs) with permanent Parker Inc. In, <laughs> in 60 seconds, and I was supposed to tell him off. Because <laughs> I, I cacked myself laughing, and, uh, and, and the stain stayed on the boy for about a month, I believe. Um, which, which, and, and, but I, I can't take those things seriously. Though. I realised that I couldn't do it. So how, uh, how much of that geography knowledge has stayed in your head? I mean, when you're walking around Edinburgh, for instance. I mean, Edinburgh is yep. a role model for a lot of geographical uh, terms. It is, it? isn't it? Yeah, I've looked at Arthur's seat, and... Uh, it's um, definitely, is it, uh, there's definitely been some kind of an earthquake yeah, that's, that's, at some point. That's where um, I'll be honest, most of the information has fallen out of my head, I think. Uh, there's definitely some tectonic movement. Uh, Plate tectonics, yeah. It strikes yeah. me as, um, uh, I, f- I feel there's some kind of a geographical test coming up, Miles, that I might be about to fail miserably. I can't, can't believe how savvy you are. I was telling um, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I hope it's not capital cities, because I'm pathetic at those. <laughs> Oh, really? My stock answer was lock them up, otherwise if I tell you, you'll forget. <laughs> Which isn't really what you want to hear from a teacher, is it? All right, well, I'll just ask you a couple of geography questions. Go on, then. I, uh, what, uh, well, what is the formation? The castle in Edinburgh and then obviously the Royal Mile, that is, that's caused by a glacial process. Yes. What, what is that, a model of the, the castle? Erosion. Yeah, or, so what would you call that? What, the castle? The castle. And the, the castle that's then... building. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I have to cross that out. Okay. That's ridiculous. It's, it's a crag and tail formation. That's, Is it really? That's what you're dancing about. You were desperate to say. Yeah. What, uh, what do the letters H E P stand for? Um, hi- hydroelectric power. Very good. Thank you very much. Best, ex- <laughs> best example of a hydroelectric power station in Britain, in my opinion. Uh, in your opinion, which yeah. one is? Wh- is that a question? Which is yeah. the best hydroelectric power station in your opinion? Yeah. Oh goodness me! It depends how you base your criteria. I'll have to um, hurry you. <laughs> 
pass. Ah, uh, Powys. Very close. Very nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Rob Rouse. Terrific, terrific bit of knowledge there. Now, it's, it's five years since you've been up at the, doing the festival, is that right? Yes, that's right, yeah. What have, what have you been doing in this, this hiatus? Uh, I, I did a few bits of acting. I wrote some stuff. I had a baby. Um, obviously not me personally. I wouldn't be here. I would have split in half. But, um, I, uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm just doing lots of gigs and, and, and kind of a bit of TV and radio stuff. And then uh, I killed a boy. Then it all dried up. <laughs> and uh, so I found myself back here starting, it, uh, starting again. <laughs> It's always a way, kill a boy, and then everything just, the phone stops ringing. <laughs> it's amazing how difficult people find it to forget. I know, <laughs> they really do hold grudges. <laughs> well, I, uh, you, of course, they do say, uh, particularly to you, uh, you should never work with, uh, with, with children, uh, but also, or animals. Yes. Yet you, you've, you've worked ex- extensively with a duck. I have, yes, yes. Is that, is that a working relationship? Is that still extant? Well, sadly, um, if I did try and do it now, I would be, I would be dragging around a rather heavily decomposed skeleton of a dog, um, which would look quite macabre and quite sad. But, uh, but no, I made ten spoof movie trailers with my uh, pet duck, uh, Shaniqua, God rest her soul. And, um, Name, and we... Named for whom? Pardon? Who did you name Shaniqua after? Uh, we just thought it was a nice... We live in south-east London. We thought it was a kind of quite an urban name to call her Shaniqua. And uh, she had quite a lot of attitude, and we thought that fitted quite well with the duck. And uh, she was an urban duck. So what, what, uh, what sort of films did you make with your, with your duck? We made spoof movie trailers. We did uh, Reservoir Ducks, uh, Saving Private Duck, uh, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly Duckling, The Duckminator, uh, Duckman Begins, uh, uh, Rain Duck, that was my personal favourite. Um, <laughs> the Omelette, that was, uh, uh, that was a lot of fun. That, in fact, that, that, actually, The Omelette's my favourite because it's, 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 uh, it's very frightening. Is it really? No, in, in a funny way. But they're all they're all on uh, on YouTube. They're all there. Uh, we did them for Paramount. Then good form. All oh, right, excellent. But uh, certainly, working with the duck actually was quite easy. It was uh, simply a case of uh, leaving a trail of peas where we wanted the duck to walk to, and or pieces of banana, and she was a one take wonder. Well, do you do you find I mean, like all partnerships as a sort of the way a double act inevitably works out? One of them people can see perceive as being the funnier one. Uh, how, how did it work with you? And just, well, just a constant threat of a frying pan. Whenever she, uh, she got too big for a bit, she'd show her the pan. Oh, and what about your writing? I mean, would you write together, you and the duck? Was it an equal partnership in that? Well, I, I would write and she would defecate onto the floor. So in many ways, that, that is a partnership. And <laughs> uh, uh, your show, uh, Robbie, name your show this year? It's called My Family and the Dog That Scared Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> What, could, you, could, you, could you illuminate us slightly? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's essentially an autobiographical tale of, of uh, becoming a father whilst being the owner of the world's uh, randiest dog. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and Ronnie has, uh, has, has uh, pretty much taken over the mantle of the duck. And uh, he, uh, we, we got, he's, a, he's a rescue dog we got from Battersea. And um, he's, he's, he's brilliant, but uh, he is phenomenally uh, sexually active. And it's, it's, it's something that uh, has driven us uh, in many ways to... Uh, to, well, to, to incredible levels of stress, and, uh, and, and, but he takes out this sexual frustration, his expressions of love, on, not on animals, but just simply on a, on a red cushion. Uh, so much so he's actually made a hole in it, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> this is what dogs do, and, uh, and, and, and within the show there, there's, there's a... That's right, they, they make a hole if they, want to, if they want to bury their bone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which we all know looks more like a lipstick, but um, he. <laughs> yeah, if you're appalled, please don't come and see the show. You won't enjoy it. 
but it's yeah, it, it, and it's a lot of fun. It, and and there's there's family tales. It's essentially the struggle for power and, and dominance in in our house between me, uh, my baby, and the dog. Who's who's currently winning? Uh, certainly, the baby's winning. The dog running a close second, and I'm currently living in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Rouse. Hello. Uh, Alan Cochran, the daydreaming comedian with the shed, will be here in just a moment for a chat. Uh, but first, a sketch, if you will, performing every lunchtime at the Pleasance Courtyard. Please welcome Domestic God Eye. <laughs> Thank you very much, and welcome to Hot Here. No, your eyes do not deceive you. She is here, she is in one piece, and no, she doesn't want to talk about the accident. She's the shortest shrimp in the world of shoes. It's Helen! Hello, it's good to be back. Suffice to say, you'll be keeping away from the stairs next time you're wearing your three-inch platform heels. Unless they come with orthopedic soles, definitely, Jen, yeah. So this week on Hot Gear, we'll be checking out Milano Blanick's latest high-performance strappy sandal. I'll be pavement testing a pair of Clark's XS35 boots. Will there be enough room in the back for my heels? And we compare two high street versions of the queen of the going out shoe, the red high heel. Now, whether you're going out to a restaurant for an uncomfortably quiet meal with the husband who disappoints you more and more with each passing day. Or you're out on the lash with the girls, dressed like a whore and trying to cop off with frightened teenage boys. <laughs> Nothing screams night out like a pair of red high heels. Now I'll be testing these sexy vintage Cavallis and Helen will be testing those brash, overly engineered Kurt Geigers. Well, we could argue all night about which red high heels the best, but there's only one way to find out. Yes, you've guessed it. It's a heel drag race. Ooh, listen to the click on them. That was magnificent. And as I drag the heel on these, you can really feel the Italian soul molder technology. And I'm gliding through this race. Look, I can even do a bit of tap in these. Come on, strappies, don't let me down. And the Cavallis have it. They are, without the faintest shadow of a doubt, the best red high heel in their class. <laughs> That's all from Hot Gear. Good, Good night. night. Their show, How to Cope, is on every day. Get along if you can. Ladies and gentlemen, Domestic God Eye. Alan Cochran is a daydreamer. It's on every night at the stand. He's only bloody here to tell us about it. Please welcome Cornelius Lysett's favourite comedian, Alan Cochran. <laughs> now, you're, you're performing at the stand. Uh, yes. Right, you show uh, Alan Cochran is a daydreamer. Brackets at night, close brackets, because the show is at night. Oh, yeah. that, that, that's about the timing of the show, not about when you have your daydreams. No, I just daydream generally. I, uh, I love a daydream. It's good, isn't it? Smashing, yeah. It's the only sensible course of action in this modern doom and gloom world, isn't it? Every time you turn the news on, the world has gone to pot. I think you'd, have, you'd be mad not to do what I do and go, really? The world's shit, is it? Fair enough. I'm going to look out the window for a bit. That's, <laughs> it's a defence mechanism, isn't it? I love looking out the window. How good's looking out the window? It's the holiday you don't have to queue for, isn't it? <laughs> There's no baggage check-in for looking out the window. And no bill, it's actually free. It's the perfect holiday if you think about it. I love looking out the window. I'm, I'm a champion of it. And my show doesn't suit dynamic go-getters. So any amongst you who are frustrated by the idea of looking out the window, just don't come. 
because I am literally a man <laughs> that can waste a whole day just wondering stuff. That's all I do is just wonder stuff, like when's it okay to eat bread with a fork? Because <laughs> sometimes it is, isn't it? Sometimes you eat bread with a fork, you know, egg on toast, beans on toast, but not toast. <laughs> you can check this theory next time someone makes you a slice of toast, go, can I have some cutlery with this, John? <laughs> just look at you funny. Um, <laughs> what took so long with suitcase wheels? That's another question I... Uh, uh, it's a good question, though, isn't it? How many of you have got suitcases with wheels? Give us a cheer. Yay! Yeah. What took so long? That is a change that occurred in my lifetime. I'm convinced of it. When I was a child, suitcases didn't all have wheels. How long did the suitcase and the wheel exist separately for before some genius put them together? That was an extended bank holiday for inventors, wasn't it? What did the room full of prototypes look like, Miles? Did they just have suitcases with triangles on the bottom? Back to the drawing board, Barry. <laughs> did we really conquer space travel before we put the suitcase and the wheel together? Seems absurd. Surely we should have had suitcases with wheels before a spaceship. That would have helped them load, if nothing else. <laughs> See? It's all about jokes, deep down. <laughs> I'm not sure about recycling anyway. I used, to, I, I used to like it in the days before recycling when the amount of alcohol I drank in my own home was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> now the whole street just see a bucket cascading with bottles. My next door neighbour's looking at me. Yeah, we've had a dinner party, Margaret. And she's looking like, you haven't had a dinner party. <laughs> you don't like people. <laughs> oh, all right, fair enough, good point. I've <laughs> been cooking a lot. Unfortunately, the next box along is just cascading with corned beef tins and soup pans. <laughs> Drinking red wine and eating corned beef sandwiches at midnight alone again, haven't you? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> do you find do you find then you're well suited to the life of a the life of a stand-up comic then, which can be it can be quite a lonely existence. Or? Yeah, I like it. I like sitting on trains and just thinking stuff and not having to speak to people. I like that aspect of it. And occasionally having a little chat and it going all right. I quite like it. I'm one of these people that is delighted if in a customer service exchange someone makes a joke and just enjoys a moment. And this happened to me, and I still get quite giddy when I think about it. I, uh, I was about to meet my now wife for lunch. Uh, we, we got married a month ago. Um, thanks very much. Uh, no, don't bother, don't fake it. It's not my fault if there's a room full of bitter divorcees. Um, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was going to meet her for lunch, so I wanted something to eat on the train, but not too much. And so I went up to the thing and I said to the guy, how much is that slice of cake there? And he said, £1.50. And I said, how much is that Snickers there? And he said, 60 pence. And I said, I'll have the Snickers and, the, and a cup of tea, please. And then as if to sort of apologise for not buying the dear cake, I went, sorry, mate, it's the credit crunch. It's killing me. Um, and he laughed and then just totally deadpan went, um, yeah, Tea's four pound, isn't it? <laughs> and, and I went, yeah, but it's fine for tea, isn't it? Everyone loves a brew. And, and we just had this little moment where he made a joke, I accepted it, he stayed deadpan, and then I went back to my seat and just thought, oh, what, what a nice moment for that. <laughs> it's just nice, isn't it, when someone in customer service shows a little display of humour and, uh, and you then think, probably won't tell that as a story ever. <laughs> That's what I do anyway. I thought, I thought it was delightful, Alan. It's a lovely moment, isn't it? Certainly, well, 
just like this. Alan, have you been? Uh, have you been, had the time to go and see any other shows? I've seen uh, several shows. Paul Sinha's show is very funny. Loads of good jokes. Uh, it's at nine twenty at the stand. Tim Key's show is great. I really enjoyed that. And uh, everyone else's is rubbish. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. I don't know. I, I mean, I've seen some others, but that's they're they're good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed, Alan Cochran. Brendan Burns is about to step onto this stage to join Rob, Alan and I with some charming chat. But before he does, please welcome Pete Johansson. Uh, Edinburgh. Look at all the talented people around this town, hey? Everywhere I go, talented folk. Everywhere I look. I was up on the Royale Mile, is that right? Royale? I was up there and I saw this guy juggling. He was juggling nine things, just juggling away. Nine, boop, 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 boop. Right next to him was another guy who had like this ancient uh, mandolin. Is that right? Mandolin had like 16 strings. He was bling, 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 just playing away like crazy. And about 100 yards down from him was another guy just uh, tapping away on his arm. <laughs> this town's got everything, man. It's beautiful everywhere I go. Like it over here. Ran into a Dutch guy though. He didn't think it was so hot. Who's bragging to be about the Netherlands? Netherlands. They're always bragging about the Netherlands, the Dutch, aren't they? He's telling me this. He goes, You should visit the Netherlands. This city is nice, but if you go to the Netherlands, you like it because we have no crime. I go, Really? You've got no crime in the Netherlands? And I went to the Netherlands. I found out they got no crime because nothing is illegal. You can't break a law over there. Did you sleep with that 15 year old? Yes, we'll give her a flower. That's a rule. Really? I didn't know that was part of the rule. Mild chuckle just to the right and then an awkward stare from everybody that finds that incredibly offensive right there. That's way too young for sex. Um, <laughs> What I don't like about the Dutch, though, is they're the only people that don't speak English natively that have no problems uh, correcting those of us that do. <laughs> have you ever run into that when they say words to us? Like, I was driving a car. You know a car? Yeah, I know. That's one of our words. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, I like to pretend I don't have a clue what they're talking about. I was riding a bicycle. You know a bicycle? I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. You know a bicycle. A bicycle. Whoa, relax. You mean like an icicle? No, I mean like a bicycle. Hey, easy. Relax, Hitler. I'm not German. I know you're not German. I know. I know. I'm just a little stressed because I was almost knocked off my rally by this German driver. What is a rally? Well, it's like two unicycles with a bar that connects it. You mean like a bicycle? I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's midday comedy if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Cutting edge averageness. Woo! What a great country. Oh, boy. I feel welcome here. I'm from Canada, which is sweet. Look at the thrill in your eye when I mentioned my homeland. Um, wow. Yeah, we, it puts thrill in people, you know? Nobody knows what to say about Canadians. I get this a lot. Yeah. You guys are a lot like Australians. I'm like, eh, not really. Pretty sure my ancestors had a choice to move to Canada. Okay, you know what? You pissed me off. I'm gonna tell you what I hate about your country. You know, you sit there with your mild laughter. You know what? You're not so special. <laughs> you know what you do wrong? I hate your kids. I hate all of them. Your kids suck. You raised awful children. You know why I know you raised awful children? I was in London, right? And I was on one of those buses and there's a kid in the back and he was playing his radio. And I was looking, looking at all these old people on the bus going, they don't want to listen to his radio. So being Canadian, my country, I walked to the back of the bus. And I go, hey, turn off your radio, man. Nobody wants to listen to your radio. And I look around the bus to look for all the support I expect. Nothing. 
nothing. Everybody's looking at me. Don't talk to him. Why? He's going to stab you. What? He's 14. I won't be afraid of 14-year-olds. I refused. You know what? They should be afraid of us. You know what you got to start doing in this country? Randomly attacking kids. <laughs> you do. You see a kid standing by himself, pull over, attack him, stab him, beat him up, do something. They should think twice about talking to older people, you know? And if, and if you're not going to hit your kids because you got laws, how about this? How about vacations to places where you can hit your kids? I mean, seriously, they're awful. Don't take them to Euro Disney. Take them to Kenya with a stick. All right, you guys have been great. My name's Pete. Here you go, handsome. Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Burns is best known to me as the man that spent uh, last year's appearance on the podcast uh, describing Brit Eklund's undercarriage in um, uncomfortable detail. Uh, he's back for a very limited run at the Pleasant's Courtyard. Please welcome Brendan Burns. Brendan Burns. Hello, Miles. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you very much for asking. Thanks for having me back. No, absolutely our pleasure. It, was, it wasn't just me, in fairness. It was also Dan Antopolsky. And as Britt Eklund got on stage, we basically got a very, very nice shot from between her legs. <laughs> uh, between her from between her legs or of between her legs? Uh, of between her legs. And it was all in really very good nick. I'll have you know. <laughs> You reminded me actually of uh, one of my favourite moments in life just now. It was uh, was uh, when, like, you know, that little moment where it's, a shared, where it's a shared joke. And normally when I try and have those moments, well, you may have noticed, I just end up saying something grossly inappropriate and someone just kind of stares at me quizzically and walks away and I'm left holding myself. And, but it was at Legoland. <laughs> they let you into Legoland? Yeah! I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fun by day. I'm doing, I'm doing comedy for kids after this. <laughs> I actually am. I'm like a great big toy. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was waiting in a queue, and it was me and another mum, because let's face it, if you do this job, you work nights, so by day you become pretty much just one of the mums. And uh, we're waiting in a queue, it was for like three and four year olds to do, have a go on a little mini car, going back and forth. And, and it's me and another mum, and, and then there was this dad just yelling at his kid that was just trying to have a go on a toy. And he's there going, no, Brian, like this. No, Brian, like that. No, Brian, you steer this way. Brian, Brian, and it's all anyone in the queue could hear. And I just leaned over to the mum and went, does anyone else feel like Brian's going to shoot his way through a schoolyard yelling his dad's name in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> and the mum... <laughs> Had this wonderful moment of <laughs> and just she and I, while everyone else kind of stared at this weirdly and so on, it was a wonderful shared moment. And every time I, I saw her around Legoland that day, it was all right, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We might have kids, but we still got it. <laughs> we still got that. On the uh, on the subject of thinking that you're a mum, I I had a night the other day where I wondered if I was a mum because uh, my my now wife went out with some other mums to drink wine and uh, get drunk and I stayed in and had a bath and a glass of wine and uh, just thought I'm having a mum's night in, I'm having a mum's night in but I knew I was still a dad because I got out and just uh, got dried normally, I didn't put a towel on my head (laughs) in the uh, mum turban, didn't bother (laughs) There we go. Who else thinks they're a mum? (laughs) <laughs> Mums. <laughs> uh, I have the occasional mummy moment um, when I bring her up and cry. Um, now, 
Anyway, Legoland, one of Berkshire's finest attractions. Brendan, um... <laughs> That's probably not what you expected me to talk about, was it? <laughs> no, well, I'm still... Of course, it used to be Windsor Safari Park, how I'm on those days. Uh, uh... <laughs> it's nice to see you, by the way. Oh, thanks, mate. How's your year been? Oh, very well, thanks. Yeah, I had a baby. Did you have a baby? Nothing, nothing, no one cares. No one cares. No, you know, the thing is, it it wasn't until you went, hey, sorry, oh no, this goes out on radio, so now I look like a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it? See, this is what you're doing, as well, by the way, by being so polite that you don't laugh or react, and then we have to then tell people that this is happening. People at home listening in will just feel nagged. Because they're going, well, I'm not being like that. Why is he carrying on this way? This is what they say in Amsterdam, you know, before you get on stage. In Amsterdam, they go like, oh, you know what? The Dutch don't clap or laugh much. They're too polite. That's fucking rude! (laughs) I'm sitting there going, no, I'm so polite. You're not! You're obnoxious. <laughs> you are passively aggressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and it wasn't until Pete Johansson started insulting your fucking children and suggesting you hit them with a stick, you showed your true colours. I went, oh, yes, I am from the Guardian. I'm so right on, but I'd love to go to Africa and hit a child. <laughs> you suppressed, twisted motherfuckers. Each and every one of you. I, uh, anyway, I... come and see me at the kids' show. <laughs> and buy my fucking DVD. <laughs> See a clap, a whoop, and a cheer. They're so self-loathing, <laughs> so self-loathing of a morning at the Edinburgh Festival. You can't, you can't come back at them with politeness, gentlemen. You can't. We've got to go out there and hit them with our cocks. <laughs> look, look, they're loving it now. Oh, I love a bit of cock slapping. Oh, God, this guy really hates us. This is awesome. I can't, I can't really This lady you. clearly doesn't like the idea of a cock slapping. Everyone else is well into it except she's, for that lady. She's riveted. No, look, she gets the head tilt. She loves it. I've been watching Lie to Me. I can read micro expressions. And she just did a little head tilt that said, I'd like nothing better than balls on my forehead. See, don't blink at me. That's just another giveaway. I went, (laughs) this will mean nothing on the podcast, but I went balls on my forehead and she went, "Mm, I'm in Nirvana. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Brendan Burns. Thank you to all my guests today, Peter Hansen, Domestic God Eye, Rob Rouse, Alan Cochran and Brendan Burns. But now, uh, here to perform from their show, 200 Sketches an Hour, they've been IF.Comedy Comedy nominees and winners of Chortle's Best Sketch Act. Here they are to close the show, Pappy's Fun Club! We are Pappy's Fun Club and we're going to be doing a lovely sketch for you right now about a 17th century diarist stripping. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Samuel Peep Show! Hey, Ben, um, Ben, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, I've just seen someone in the audience I like the look of, so oh, I've got a bit was... <laughs> You should have said, well, well, quickly, do something to impress her. All right. <laughs> oh, ben, oh, wait, Ben, what are you doing? I was going to pull my teeth out for her. Why, oh, that's not going to impress it's her. It's romantic. Oh, Ben, you're rubbish at impressing girls. You're almost as bad as Tom. Uh, Tom thinks he can impress girls by singing about the stuff he's found under his bed. A packet of quavers that I never ate. 
half a sock and a cuddly monkey, a book on how to play a guitar <laughs> that I never read. Porn, oh, hard porn. Look, Tom, oh. come on, Tom, you're not impressing anyone. What are you talking about? That was going really well. Wank pants. Ooh. Oh, they're there as well. Tom, you can't impress girls by singing about your wank pants. And by the way, I, I do need those back. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you know we we're horrible at we're horrible at romantic gestures. We're useless at impressing girls. Oh, I remember now. We're rubbish at being romantic. Of course, we even wrote a song about it. to all the ladies in the room that's right i'm talking to all the ladies in the room even though it's too early in the day to be talking to ladies in the room and the average age in this room is over 65 i'm still talking to you ladies you still got some game in you i bet you have ladies in the room uh, i didn't mean to be offensive there ladies <laughs> Just saying, you still got it, mm, even at 12 in the morning, ladies. Listen, you know when you see a guy and he doing something crazy? And you're like, what you doing this crazy shit for? What you acting all crazy for, hmm, Tiffany? And Tiffany's like, oh, I don't know, girlfriend. Oh, I don't understand. Oh, don't listen to Tiffany. I'm not very good at doing her voice. She's very difficult to capture. She's from Leeds. Okay, ladies in the room, get, let's get back on message. <laughs> you know when you see a guy and he doing something crazy? The sad truth is, he's just trying to impress you. Bitch. <laughs> I'm just a guy who's jumping out of plane, trying to show you, baby, I love you. Took his parachute and replaced it with a dog Guess I struggle with expressing my love I'm just a guy who's chopping down a tree Trying to tell you, baby, I need you He's painted his dick purple and got down on one knee And does this mean that we can remarry? Sometimes guys find it hard To show you how they feel If we're doing something weird it probably means our love is real I'm just a guy pouring salsa on a snake I think that you've got really nice eyes He dressed as a donkey and lay on the floor by Tesco I wanna stroke your back and your thighs Your thighs, your thighs Ooh, we're not very good at gestures It gets us into trouble Ooh, when I try and buy you underwear I feel uncomfortable why can't you buy yourself a present? I'll give you the cash We can't avoid what happened to us last year I gave you gift-wrapped sausage and mash <laughs> Bitch Sometimes guys find it hard To show you how they feel If we're doing something weird It probably means our love is real I'm just a guy using love Trying to explain Do you think you could love a man Whose tide is falls to a train The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009
to be perfectly honest, yeah, I don't, I don't really go, I don't really understand many. Of the, I, I don't even know how to download this. Uh, I've got <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Um, 